You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And excited to have you on this journey as we are each and every single day. And as we're kind of charting our way towards November 11th, 2022. And I will just say from where we started on November 11th, 2021, and where we're at today, you know, we've gone through, you know, a cycle of different markets, uh, a roller coaster of different experiences, even the changing landscape in regards to, you know, how the NFT community rolls things out. And, you know, I think one of the things that I've heard a lot uh, from the feedback of your amazing listeners, and I want to give everyone a shout out, we we crossed over the 100 review mark on uh, Apple Podcasts. So for all those that have left a review on Apple Podcasts, we just want to say thank you. Uh, if you had a, had a chance to leave a review over there on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it. Uh, it would be really great to kind of push that number as high as we can get it. Uh, of course, it gets, allows more people to find uh, the podcast. So it takes about maybe two minutes total uh, just on Apple Podcasts on your mobile device. You can scroll about halfway down and, and just say, write a review for uh, the podcast. And we have a 4.9 out of 5. Uh, I believe out of the 104 reviews, only two of them were non-five stars. So I really appreciate that. But you know, some of the feedback that I've been getting... You know, and I want to give a shout out uh, to Marco Vic. Uh, big shout out to Marco Vic. Uh, Mark is uh, is a been a longtime supporter of the ADHD coin as well as the podcast, and um, also someone that does. Uh, I really appreciate his um, you know kind of holding me accountable, uh, also kind of giving me kind of like real time feedback uh, on things that we're doing, and then also you know uh, a couple of shout outs to a couple others that are just doing some amazing job, uh, Native for Crypto and uh, Delphi Cat, who have done. Are really helping us out, uh, not only in the Discord, but also kind of, you know, when I talk about things here on the podcast, you know, th- what they're doing is they're really taking them and saying, Brian, how can we implement them in our Discord? And I just want to say for everyone that's out there, you know, if you're thinking about launching a, an NFT project, if you are, you know, if you're thinking about, uh, you know, really, how do you take your content, your community to the next level? You know, I can't stress enough, you know, focus on surrounding yourself with great people and then amplifying the great people that are in your community, and then taking your time to listen to some of the feedback. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I find very interesting, right, we've done 127 days of buying an NFT. You know, I've, I believe, you know, I've learned a lot of things. And, you know, the the lessons have been integrated throughout this podcast, uh, you know, each and every week, but, you know, we really haven't really kind of like dove all the way down, you know, deep into a lot of those things. And then, you know, the other part of this is like, you know, what I do for the the Mint 365 project is a little bit different. Actually, it's not a little bit different. It's a lot different than the strategies that I deploy uh, for my personal collection. And what's beautiful about that is I get to, you know, I kind of get to approach things uh, a little bit differently, right? Where some projects I approach them and I say, hey, this is something that I think is going to, you know, uh, allow me to get liquidity back in a fairly, you know, quick rate. 
um, that's not the case ever <laughs> with Mint 365, right? The, you know, my three by three by three strategy doesn't really work uh, in the uh, in the Mint 365 process because I'm buying one every day and I'm keeping them no matter what, right? There's no flipping, uh, no you know changing that. And so for me, that's that's definitely a big piece of this. And I think you know one of the things that you know I found in this like whole process was. You know, when I'm evaluating, when I'm going back and looking over my my NFTs, right? When I'm, uh, you know, I'm going, you know, kind of going back, and even when I'm listing, you know, I list. Uh, just I guess maybe give this a little bit of context for those that are listening here. You know, like I go through, and a lot of the you know collections that I have, you know, I actually list, you know, a lot of the NFTs at like a I don't know two and a half, three times the floor price. Some of them that I you know have in my personal bag. And uh, I've been asked, you know, and I always list them for three days at the most just because I don't want to get caught uh, with the prices fluctuating too much. And all of a sudden I have one for sale that I should have made a lot more on, uh, which has happened to me in the past. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I I often do is I put them out there because I'm like, what's what's like worst case scenario? Someone buys one of the NFTs I really liked at a very high price point. Well, now I can probably buy in for two more in that same collection and probably pull a profit from, you know, the the process, right? And so with that being said, one of the things that, you know, as I'm looking kind of back over some of our most recent, uh, you know, NFTs that we've been able to uh, snag for uh, our collection, as well as kind of looking at my own collection, one of the things that kind of dawned on me, and it was actually thanks to a great discussion I had in San Diego this past week, um, was just, you know, I, I posed this question to a group of um, really just nft whales right that are in the in the game and uh, they're they're probably we're probably all probably the four of us were in for about the same amount of um, of of eth uh, as a whole like I would say as a group but we're probably in for the the same amount but you know one of the questions I, I kind of posed back was because you know one of the things that I've noticed for a lot of whales um, is that they would rather have a like a lot of one collection than a few in a couple of different collections. And what I mean by that is like when you find your one collection that you love or that you believe it has like the massive upside rather than holding like one or three or 10, you're holding 50, right. Of them. Right. Because then even if it's a small margin, um, you know, over a decent amount of time that you gain, um, you're gaining that small margin times the amount that you have in. Right. So now you're, you're, your total, uh, reward there, your total uh, profit that you take out, of course, can be higher. Uh, with, with that, I also feel like you're oftentimes limiting yourself uh, within like kind of the scope, right? And, I, and I'm not one that like tries to bet on the, uh, you know, the 10x or the 100x collection, like what's the next Bored Ape collection. But I am one that says like, what's the next World of Women collection, a collection that can go to 10 ETH and stay at 10 ETH, right? Like what is the next collection um, that is going to roll out that is going to be one that is going to not only hold its value, but continue to pay off in different ways, like such like the ApeCoin did. But here's the question I pose, and I'm, I'm curious for those that are listening, and uh, if you want to tag me in it, or just you can use, even use hashtag NFT365 on any of the socials, just share your thoughts. You know, here's the question. Would you rather have one NFT, or let's just say, would you rather have all of your money in one NFT collection that you believe is on its way to being a blue chip? Or would you rather have that same liquidity spread out around across five cro- uh, communities and projects that you really like? Now, the reason I think this question is so interesting, and the reason I kind of posed it, and the reason I like come for me that like, this is such a you know an interesting uh, conversation to be had, is that when we think about like 
this entire landscape of NFTs, right? There's different wins. There's different ways that you can actually, you know, uh, make a profit. There's different ways that you can find value, right? And and one of them that I just can't stress enough is that, you know, your ability to be active in a community can pay off in many cases more than the dollars and, you know, or the ETH that you're getting out. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're able to, you know, create new business partners, collect and collaborate with others to find new projects, or even find people that I'll open the doors for you to have, you know, other, uh, you know, other things they have going on. You know, I think that is often underestimated when we're measuring ROI of a project, right? And there's also this is the element of camaraderie, right? The idea that, you know, things go up and things go down, but you find your people. And I will say like having this, you know, podcast and the, you know, amazing friends that are in our discord, you know, it is, it feels like when I wake up and let's say we've had a hard day, I feel like I can lean on that discord and the, our discord community who is just amazing, um, you know, can, will be there. Right. And they're, we're going to all ride these highs and lows together. And if someone gets rug pulled, you know, everyone is there to support. And, uh, you know, there's just a really great you know feeling. And I feel like there's a lot of communities that are out that out there, but I do feel that there, there's sometimes, you know, if you put all your eggs in one basket, you are definitely, you know, very prone to, uh, just really just being stuck having like a siloed opinion, right? I I love, and this happens a lot. A lot of NFT experts will tell you, this is the greatest NFT collection ever. And if you look at it, they've only ever bought 10 NFTs. they, They found one they loved and they just sank all of their liquidity in there. Well, how do they know it's the best ever if they've only been into 10 collections? Like, honestly, like I, I put a tweet out today and I'll put it here in the show notes. And I put, it was actually like four, it was a threaded uh, tweet. It had four different sections in the tweet. And it was really just highlighting the the projects that I like. And I, I tweeted out like, these are the st- projects that I think are strong established communities that I found in the fall that I believe are going to thrive in the spring, right? And then I put, you know, these are projects that are I minted in 2022, that I'm a big fan of. And I, and for all of these, I put about 10 or 11 that I, that I liked. And then I put, you know, Hey, here's some of the NFT projects that I've moved to my ledger because I'm so bullish that I'm gonna hold on to this one version of whichever one they are. Um, I'm moving it to my hardware wallet because I don't even care about having it anywhere else. I don't look at the floor. And then I also put out there like the NFT projects that I think are way too low floors that are continuing to build. And the more they build, the more the community is going to thrive and, and really just, you know, succeed with some great things. And so with all that being said, like when I tweeted this out, I mean, I, I got a barrage. I mean, some of the, some of these tweets got 46, 50, 80, 168 retweet or likes and retweets. Um, the, the tweets kind of blown up and I got a ton of DMS. When I say a ton of DMS, I mean like North of 40 direct messages from people and some of them are like, why didn't you include this project? I thought you loved this project. And others were like, Brian, I love your list. I was surprised that this one was on there. Or Brian, hey, I, I see that you put this one out there in a tweet. Like, you know, what is that one? You know, why are you why are you so bullish on that one? Do you think it's a good fit for me? Right. And of course, I always put out there, wait, we have to do our own damn research, right? That's the DYODR. But it goes back to that, like this idea of like, what are we looking for? And I will tell you, I'll just be a little vulnerable here for a minute. I was, you know, I was on the airplane the other day and I, I had kind of, I'm not even sure if it was an epiphany, but I was just thinking like, am I robbing myself right now of the ability to go deep in some of these amazing communities that I've found because I've decided that I wanted to serve the community and, 
and build this project, right? And build this idea of buying an NFT every single day. And it is a struggle. It's a struggle for me to be active, you know, in the discords. It's even a struggle. You know, I've missed a lot of airdrops. I've missed a lot of um, announcements, you know, chances, you know, apparently like I, I've actually missed a couple of giveaways too, where like I, my name was in for the giveaway and I won, but you had a, uh, you had a, you know, you had a, <laughs> you had to claim it in 48 hours. And, you know, part of me, like, I don't, I, I'm not asking you know people to feel bad. I'm not, that's definitely not what I'm saying here, but what I, what it, what it hit me on was like, you know, when I look at a project, uh, uh you know, some of the projects that I, I just like absolutely love, like I believe I would love them even more if I had even more of an opportunity to spend time, you know, in the Discord, jumping into their Twitter chats, being active. But you know, I will tell you between you know buying an NFT every day, doing the podcast, running my speaking business, you know, with our team, uh, helping you know as part of a, a founder of Meta Athletes, which I'm very excited to will the whitelist mints tomorrow for the first uh, 2K of that. Um, also, you know, kind of looking and building around ADHD coin and some of the things we're doing there. Um, you know, as much as we've grown the team in the last three months, uh, you know, it still, you know, spreads me a little thin, right? Not to mention I have to do the interviews and a lot of things around this podcast. But what I also dawned on me was that like, it's also giving me an opportunity to provide a perspective that I don't believe anyone in the world's going to have. Like, who do you know that you follow right now on social media that can honestly say they've minted over a hundred projects and spent many hours determining which projects they wanted to mint over the last many months, right? And even if they have, like I would, I would argue a lot of the people that I know that I've, I've minted way more than me um, are doing it across one blockchain or doing it with one type of NFT. And I will say like I, t- I take you know, very great, great pride in just our ability recently to you know, not only, you know, mint some great NFTs, but we've been going across blockchains. Uh, you know, we, we minted one from the wax blockchain. We minted one, of course, from, uh, from top shots. We did a, a gaming one just the other day called freaks and geeks. Uh, we did one, you know, through, uh, you know, a traditional, you know, a traditional piece of artwork, uh, with Matt Caesar, who was on the podcast. We've done a couple gaming ones. We've done, uh, charity, you know, ones we've done ones with that are open tickets. We've done ones that are on super rare. Um, we've, you know, have a wide variety and I, and I, and I really am blessed. You know, we've done metaverse, we've done uh, land plays with the sand and such, but I guess where I wanted to just, you know, kind of pull this episode and just have everybody kind of take a, a step back on is like, you know, I stressed this a lot early on and I think I probably pulled back a little bit from it recently, but you know, understanding like what does success mean to you? with each project that you're a part of, and then also helping yourself like redefine what that success looks like. And that kind of goes back to answering that question that I kind of posed, right? Would you rather have, you know, let's say one collection that you have is worth 10 ETH, you know, the one NFT that you have, or you could have five NFTs that amongst the five of them, the floor price is 10 ETH. So you have five that you can be in five different discords, five different, you know, roller coasters on things that are rolling out. Or you have one that you could go really deep on, right? And I think it is a little bit of that. Um, you know, do you want to go? Do you want to go wide, not deep, or do you want to go deep, not wide? Um, but I actually think you know one of the things with NFTs, and I think probably everyone here has, has, has figured this out, right? The further you go deep, deeper. Like if you, you know, if you, it's kind of a, a rather small rabbit hole, but the, the deeper you go in that rabbit hole, 
the the wider things become, right? Because we can open up doors and we start talking about like tokenomics and staking and DAOs and um, and where you know cryptocurrency is influencing NFTs and then how an NFT project can roll out a, a metaverse game and they can also roll out a play to earn game and then they can also have a, a a you know a profile photo. But I will say this, like, and I just want to put this out there. You know, one of the other parts of this that I think is really exciting is that. I believe the NFT as we know it a year from now will look a lot different on how we actually, uh, what we receive as value. And the reason I believe in that is that I believe like the PFP is here to stay, but I believe the PFP, the profile photo, right? The one that is the, you know, the image that we put on there to, to broadcast to the world, like, Hey, this is the collection that I'm a part of. That is only going to be like one eighth of what we are buying into, right? When it comes to the the artwork, comes to the the different value and the utility and the things that that go on there. And and I will say, like you know, we we made a couple of projects recently that I just wanted to kind of highlight that I thought you know are really interesting from a standpoint of you know where this can go, right? And there's a there's one a great one called the Loser Club. Uh, and for those that don't know, uh, Javon, uh, who is the artist there, the Loser Club. You know, they built a very tight knit um, community. They had a private Discord that you had to like find your way in uh, to get in. You had to get like the right invite from the right person to be a part of. Um, they were really focused on uh, the the nuances of how the collection was going to roll out. Not only because it has great artwork, but like representing the artwork beyond just like that piece, right? And what does the Loser Club you know mean, and and how does that all go? And you know, we mentioned that back on uh, March fourth of, of of this year, and. You know, and the, the their kind of mantra is that we're never cool, but we're never alone. We're building the strongest underdog community in NFTs. Just to, just the idea that there are people rallying people around, maybe not feeling like you were the in crowd or the cool kids, maybe feeling like sometimes you were alone and you're trying to find a place that makes you never feel alone, right? And or sometimes you're the underdog always. And and I just think like uh, the idea that you could spend and deep go deep into a community like that, I think is pretty powerful. And 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 I guess the reason I wanted to put this episode out in just this this sense was when you th- when you take a step back and you look at your collection, and I've been doing this a lot lately because I, I believe we are right about to turn the corner to where we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a couple months I believe of just arising in all of the NFT collections as a whole. And one of the things that's great about that is that you know it, everyone kind of gets excited because there's more volume of purchase, the, the prices are going up. I will say that's also becomes a little bit even more confusing, right? Because we try not to sell when things are down, but when things are moving up, you want to ride the wave because hey, I I waited all the way through that downtime. Now I want to ride the wave, and well, if you ride it too long, then all of a sudden you're coming down on the back end. And you know, I mentioned that tweet that I, I talked about where I, I put out these projects. It was so funny because here's the truth. You know, I, I put out this tweet and I, and I put out my 10 projects from the fall that I absolutely love. The 10 projects that I minted in 2022 or 10 or 12, however many there was, um, in 2022 that I believe are just amazing projects, right? The, the 10 that are in my ledger that I, I, I think I'm, I'm bullish on and I, I'm excited to hold on to for the long time. And then, of course, like the 10 or 12 that I believe have super low floors, but I believe have uh, massive potential because they're great leadership and great community. Here's the here's the here's the crazy part about that. You know, between my personal bag and the collection, we have well over 550 NFTs. I wrote that tweet, all four of those tweets, without ever going to my OpenSea 
or open my MetaMask or going to look at any notes. I was actually sitting outside of Jiffy Lube getting an oil change for my Jeep when I wrote those tweets. And the reason I wanted to put that out there was like, I do have a lot of NFTs that I'm holding. And I do have a lot of communities that I am a part of through their discords. But the ones that I love, the ones that have made an impact on me or that I believe I have a connection with are still top of mind now that I even have 500 plus NFTs in our, you know, combined. And I think there's something to be said about that. And so I think, you know, as we, as you go on this journey, there's a tendency that, okay, maybe you get new liquidity and you have like, okay, am I going to mint something new or am I going to buy into something that is legacy or that is, that is amazing? You're like, where's that going to fit? And I really just think you have to take that upon yourself and like figure that out, right? Because there are a couple projects that I am like massively bullish on, massively bullish on. Two of them I don't even hold yet. Uh, a couple of them that I only hold one of their NFTs on. Well, you know, and they're the rare, they're rare ones because I had like I had three and I kind of flipped up to to get a rare one. But what I think is like most important for me on this is that I still feel f- part of them if I hold one or I hold three or I hold ten. And so when I was talking to these, my friends, the whales, these whales that are, have 50 of certain collections, and a couple of them have, you know, 50 of some really great projects like Adam Bomb Squad or uh, Lazy Lions or um, the one gentleman who was with us, um, you know, he has 12 V friends. Uh, I think he has 16 mutants. Uh, and what was funny about that was there becomes a time, the more that you're stacking these NFTs in one collection that like your your risk like you are really tied to that right because we often think about it like oh my goodness we can 5x times the amount we hold but that also means that if there is you know bad communication or things go bad you have that many more that you have to try to sell or you're holding on to um when you get caught in like you know kind of some bad luck and i just think that this is the beauty like i i think (laughs) Like to me, the theme of this episode, I, I didn't even put a title on it when I was writing my notes for this one. You know, I have my notes for every episode. Uh, I try to do like three key takeaways, like a piece of data or a story. And then one thing that I uh, kind of want to loop everything together on. That's why I do my my notes for those that don't know how I do my podcast episodes. Um, and I didn't have a title for this one because I wanted to kind of just kind of feel it out. But I will say is like the beauty of this NFT space at the moment is there is no right and there is no wrong way to play in this arena. There is no best decision. Should you mint projects that are just coming out and and have that higher risk, but also have a higher reward with a lower entry point? Should you buy into existing projects? Should you buy many of existing projects? Are there? You know, why do you buy certain projects more of versus the other ones? Right. And I will say, like some of my decisions, uh, like I own a lot of Meta Whips from West Coast Customs, which I absolutely love. Uh, I own a lot of uh, Goat Gang. I own a lot of the Giraffe Tower. Uh, by Gary Henderson. I own uh, a lot of the in-betweeners by Justin Bieber. And if you looked at those collections as a whole, there isn't very many similarities in those collections or like even their floor prices or even why or like when I bought it. Some of them I minted a whole bunch. Other ones I bought a bunch on aftermarket. Um, others kind of I built over time. But yeah, like one of my, some of my favorite projects like uh, Crypto Chicks, uh, which is uh, of course one of my, my all-time favorite, Playboy Rabbitars, uh, Bubblegum Kids, I only owed one of those, but it's the one I minted or the one I, I bought back in August. And I'm like so bullish on those projects, but I haven't bought the second or the third or the fourth or, um, that's not, not true on crypto checks. I have a couple other in a different, in a different wallet, but 
I, I say all of this because I just want everyone to kind of know that it's okay to find your own way in this space. It's okay to sometimes feel a little bit lost. It's okay to like look and say like, what was I doing there? Right. And it's okay to even say, okay, I'm going to cut my losses and I'll, and that's something that I did today this morning. And just to put this out there, right. I, uh, one of the other wallets that I have that I, I, I buy some NFTs into, um, I realized that I was holding on to a couple of them that, you know, I, it's probably just best for me to, you know, take a little bit of loss on a couple of them and, you know, add that liquidity back. Uh, not only because meta athletes is dropping, but because there's some other projects that I'm really excited about. And really, cause I want to buy in uh, to a couple of these projects that I mentioned a little bit before. And I, I caught myself being like, Oh man, I wonder what people are going to think about that. And here's the thing. Like you are the one that decides what is good for your bag and your liquidity and your mission and your vision. Let's not let anyone tell us what we should collect, when we should flip, when we shouldn't flip, how we should treat our own NFTs. I believe that if you are not hurting anyone else and you are not hurting yourself and you are doing what you believe is best for yourself, I will support you. That's not only in NFTs, that is in life. I am not one that judges. If you are happy and the things that you are doing maybe are shunned by like the greater people or like it's you know outside the norm, I can promise you, I am the person in my friend group that almost every friend that I have goes to to lean on the app to share secrets, to tell things because I don't judge. I'm, I'm not, I've just never been someone, I don't get jealous and I don't judge because I'm always one that says like, how do I know what's best for you? How do I know what your happiness is? How do I know if I haven't walked exactly in your shoes and I'm, I'm not riding the exact same roller coaster as you, how can I truly give you the exact advice or judge you or tell you what to do. And so that's where I'm going to leave this episode. I'm going to leave it on that side of the fence where, you know, I want everybody to kind of realize that, you know, we are learning from each other. I I really love that. There's so many people that said that, you know, they're so thankful that that I've been able to help them on their journey here. But I will also tell you that the beauty of this is that you can kind of carve your own path, make your own decisions. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The show is not financial.